Um, starting from today, um, over the next few months, as we lead up to the government elections, the national elections or the general elections, we will be focusing on the manifestos of various political parties and we'll also be looking at um, independent candidates that will be contesting the elections, especially those will be contesting at a national level. Uh, but our focus is going to be more on the economic proposals that they are making. What policy changes do they think um, should be there? What is it that they are putting forward to South Africans, considering, of course, um, that we have such a poor um, economic performance and also looking at how high our unemployment rate is. And for me, this is an important conversation because on one end, we are celebrated as the most industrialized um, economy on the continent. um, The third biggest or sometimes second biggest um, economy on the continent. Um, We have all of these financial systems that are in place that are lauded across the globe, actually. Then, of course, we have uh, the infrastructure as well as the logistics um, um, infrastructure that we have in the country that some countries on the continent don't necessarily have, although, of course, Transnet is in a very poor state currently. But what is it about um, us being the best, one of the best economies on the continent, um, having... um, such high levels of unemployment. Um, We have, for instance, with the PIC, the PIC is the biggest fund manager on the continent, the biggest fund manager on the continent, Um, 2.6 trillion in assets that they have. But with all of that, why is it that we still have this high level of inequality in our country? What feeds into it? What What's the problem with our economic system as well as the policies that we have in place? So if you have any suggestions, perhaps, and uh, topics that you'd like us to focus on in um, that uh, topics that you'd like us to focus on that look into the economy and also decisions that have been taken previously by um, the administration when it comes to the economy and you'd love us to explore some of those, please do send us through a voice note um, or you can send through a text via WhatsApp and we'll explore some of those topics. But today, we're starting off um, the conversation of focusing on manifestos, especially the economic proposals by political parties with the African transformation um, movement. We are joined by the president of the ATM, that is Vuyo Zungula. So over the next few weeks, we will be speaking to political parties and independent candidates on the election manifestos, focusing specifically on their promises when it comes to how they will change the economic fortunes of the nation. Today, we kick off the series of discussions with political party that was among the first to release its manifesto in early December in 2023. That's last year. The political party proposes to address the economic conditions of the nation through skills development and education in investment that address the shortage of skilled workers in the labor market. It also seeks to address labor market challenges such as labor brokers and wants to address unemployment through job creation. The party also seeks to open up markets through implementing policies that prevent monopolies and prevent anti-competitive behavior. Joining us now is Vuyo Zungula, who is the president of the ATM. Vuyo, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. Afternoon, Altrin, and also afternoon to everyone listening. Well, considering the picture that I've just painted now about South Africa being lauded as this heavily industrialized um, economy, um, the second, sometimes third biggest economy on the continent, um, I've just mentioned with the PIC as well, 2.6 trillion rand in assets that they are managing. And with all the economic activity that happens on the continent and specifically in South Africa, 
why do you think when you look at our economic performance, we are still a highly unequal society with a very high unemployment rate? Um, the problems of our economy, um, I want to list three for now. The first one is that the economy is dominated by a um, few players, which is um, we have oligopolies that are dominating all of the industries. If you look at all of the industries, whether it's banking, financial services, construction, there is between three and seven companies that dominate over 90% of the market share. So that is the biggest contributor to inequality and unemployment. The second um, problem is that you've got limited local production or manufacturing of products. Um, that is something that we never used to have. If you remember um, in the early 90s, we used to have um, you know, places across um, the country whereby there was production that was the textile industry died in the early 2000s. The other issue that makes South Africa to have a high unemployment rate is the big focus on the formal means of employment and there's a neglect on the informal means of making a living. So that is the problem of our economy. So our solutions as the ATM are designed towards um, um, dealing with these three main big problems when it comes to um, the um, unemployment, inequality and poverty. So when it comes to the informal market, um, what, what, what should happen there uh, with the informal market? Because the informal market, for instance, wouldn't have a minimum wage, which um, has been said to be a bastion to get people out of poverty and also to deal with the question of inequality. So how do we address that specific aspect when it comes to the informal market? The informal economy, um, the biggest issue that we have there is that firstly, um, there was a report that was done by um, one of the institutions in North Northwest that found that 86% of the players in the informal economy in Northwest are not South African. So the biggest issue that you find nationally is the dominance of non-South Africans in that space and the marginalization of South Africans, particularly Black South Africans. That is why you find that if South Africans cannot um, dominate even the most basic economic activities, then it becomes a problem for South Africans to actually participate and um, you know um, enter into some of these um, other uh, other economic activities. So what we're saying as a party is that number one, there needs to be a transformation of the township economy because that is where most people live in our country, townships and as well as the villages. And the manner in which we do that is number one, you need to have majority of all players um, in any part of the informal economy to be South African. Secondly, you've got the distribution point, which is the spazas and the general dealers. However, the products, they are still produced by the very few players in the economy. So our submission there is a part is that since the infrastructure is there when it comes to factories, if you go to Kwakwa, you go to Ekuwa, um, 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 you go to different areas whereby there are factories, but there's no production. So there needs to be a focus to say the basic goods in each and every district must be produced in the factories that are there. That way you have money that is going to circulate amongst the different people in the different localities, except for what we have now, because currently what we have now is that whether you are um, buying a sunlight, um, whether you are buying a sunlight, 
you are still um, enriching the very same people, which is the, the dominant players in the economy. However, if you are going to transform the township economy by centering the production of the basic goods, goods that are produced or procured on a daily basis to be produced in the different localities, then you are going to have different players participating in the economy and you are not going to have an economy whereby majority of the citizens are largely consumers, but you are going to have an economy whereby the people in their respective localities are actually producing what they eventually consume and that will increase the number of people that are employed or active in economic activities so that is what we are proposing mm -hmm. when it comes to the township economy okay so so still sticking with the township economy and i guess this is happening with the rural economy as well and that is um the giant retailers that are actually setting up in the townships we've seen malls as well being built in townships and small complexes being built in rural areas as well um is that a concern at all for um, the atm and do you see a space or place for um big retailers big giant um, retailers um in that economic mix in the township economy it's a big problem because it feeds into the um to the to the economy of South Africa that is largely in a few hands because if you are going to have pick and pay um, operating whether it is in Soweto or Kwamasho but it is the very same family that is going to benefit the very same few individuals so that is why our proposals on once you have the informal economy you have in the townships the people of those respective localities being the ones that are traders there also, they are the ones that should be buying from producers or manufacturers that are also in the same district. Then you are going to have money circulating across different hands, unlike what we see now. So for us, the biggest issue when it comes to the township economy, the one is the dominance of non-South Africans. The second issue, it is the big retailers um, you know, suffocating the smaller players that are there. So it requires government intervention in the sense that um, you need a government that will have um, that will create conditions for the traders to be able to thrive in that sector and not allow the big um, retailers with all of their capital to actually drive out the small retailers in the different localities. What about CEO wages? Um, should those be controlled? Should there be a cap at all? Because that also feeds into this question about inequality in this country. Um, you know, there could be a cap on CEO wages and, you know, those people could deal with those caps in a different way by having all sorts of benefits. However, the focus should be on how, number one, you, you have a state whereby the, 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 the workers and the minimum wage is not something that is there on paper. And at the same time, you don't have a case whereby the, the companies actually um, bypass the minimum wage and paying so South Africans by employing mostly illegal immigrants because they are able to, um, you know, they undercut their wages. We know that most of the companies, what they are trying to do now is to lay off um, people that are going to require to be paid the minimum wage um, and they want to pay someone or um, illegal immigrants all in the name of wanting to undercut their wages. Therefore, in our view, um, you could do that when it comes to the CEOs, but if it is not translated into, if you do not focus on ensuring that the, 
the, the workers are getting what they are supposed to be getting and you don't have a minimum wage that is there on paper but practically so many of the companies are not um, you know um, 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 fulfilling that particular legislation because one of the biggest problems again is that most of the legislation is there but it is not enforceable because there's a um, there's a lax in terms of enforcing the, the the laws in our country 0614104107. You can also drop me an X at Aldrin St. Pierre. Our studio line is 086-000-2032. we in conversation with Vuyo Zungula, who is the president of the African Transformation Movement. We're focusing on the manifesto, but specifically their proposals on how to change this economy and also to ensure that we create more jobs. On the headline with Aldrin St. Pierre, right here on SAFM. 0614-104-107 and you can drop me an X at Aldrin St. Pierre. Our studio line is 086-000-2032. So before we go to the line and before we go to your voice notes as well, um, Vuyo, I'd love your response on this one. I see that um, the ATM still believes in triple BEE, but it calls for the effective implementation of a triple BEE. Teto Nyati has raised BEE as one of the impediments um, to ESCOM actually achieving its um, constitutional mandate in terms of providing electricity. How do you view triple BEE as being seen as an impediment? Um, triple BEE is not an impediment. That's like saying some of the progressive legislation is an impediment just because the, the implementers, which is the administrators that are there, are actually doing it um, for their own selfish interests. So in our view, the policy um, on its own, it is a good policy that is there to redistribute the wealth and ensure that the previously marginalized black South Africans are um, preferred when it comes to some of the economic activities. However, what is wrong, it is the notion that is being done by the, the, the administration or the politicians that want to drive the policy in a manner that benefits them as individuals as well as the party they come from. Uh, the argument that um, the triple BEE has only or BEE has only benefited a few, um, and that's the reason why we should do away with it. Yeah, that's exactly what we are saying. That that is as a result of the political party that um, allows the, the beneficiaries of the triple BEE to be only people who are politically connected, of which the, uh, the, the, the initiative or the concept regarding the, the policy, it is a policy that should benefit everyone. So we can't remove a policy that has got good intentions and is good in terms of law, simply because you have um, a corrupt government and a selfish um, um, political party that wants the beneficiaries to be the people that are connected to the political party. Okay, let's go to the line, 0614-104-107, and your calls on 086-000-2032. Good afternoon, Adrian. Good afternoon to the SAFM listeners. And also good afternoon to the president of ATM, Mr. Zungula. Uh, I must indicate that I admire the man. Most of the time when he speaks, he makes sense. And I think he's got a brighter future in the political arena of South Africa. In terms of the economic challenges that we are facing as a country, I think most of the political parties, they say the same thing, they promise the same thing. Uh, For me, it's not about how well you put uh, it on the table, but it's all about how to implement it. Sewanel from Pretoria. 
Good afternoon, Aldrin listeners and Mr. Zungula. I would like to know, have the ATM calculated as to approximately how much it will cost a new government to fix the infrastructure that has been destroyed over the past 30 years? Thank you very much. Okay, and let's quickly go to Mangan, who's joining us from East London. Good afternoon. Hi, Aldrin. Just a quick one. Can you check with Mr. Zungula if they have done any form of study to look at what will work in what area around the country? I know different areas have got potential in different ways. I'm thinking, for example, you had your irrigation schemes for agriculture in the Western Transkei. You had your industrialized uh, textiles in Butterworth and things like that. So if they done a study to say what will work in which area as part of this process of resuscitating township and rural economies. So so you're speaking there specifically about the special economic zones? Yes. Okay, then, perfect. Uh, we are over to you. Um, over and above what used to work, um, um, because the special economic zones are there, but our focus as a part was to say, if you look at everywhere you go, any locality, there's the basic goods that are consumed on a daily basis, whether it's soap, it's towels, it's candles, cleaning detergents, etc. So our proposal there is to say, have those um, um, basic goods that are procured or um, bought every day um, to be produced in the different localities. If you are in Pumalanga, in Tlanzeni, the soap you must use, the candles that must use, the towels that you must use, must be produced in Tlanzeni. Similarly, if you go to um, a, a, a mountain Timbaza, it must be that. It must be that. That way, the money is going to circulate in different hands. So that is our proposals over and above um, the, the special economic zones and taking into account what those factories were actually doing and the benefit that was there for, for the citizens. Okay, and then the question around, um, have you done any study to look in how much it would cost to fix the infrastructure that has been damaged? No, we've not done such a study. Okay, um, quickly on the question around land, um, I see the proposal is that land um, should be limited to, um, land ownership should be limited to South Africans. Um, if the ATM was to become the government of the day, how would you implement such a policy and what happens to the people who already own land who are foreigners? Um, on the question of land, firstly, we, 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 we are of the view as a party that what you currently see, especially in um, the affluent areas such as your Camps Bay, your Nisna, etc., whereby prices of land and property um, are shooting up simply because you've got foreigners with their pounds and their dollars that are driving locals out of the property and land market. So in line with what the other countries are doing, it is our view that land ownership must only be for South African citizens. And at the same time, non-South Africans who want to use land, they can lease land for a particular period because that is what is um, done in other, in other countries. The people that currently own the land um, who are not South African citizens. They should be paid a market-related ra- um, market um, um, price for the land that they've actually bought. And this is different to, um, you know, the, the, the question of land expropriation without compensation. But here we're talking about people who recently bought land 
um, and the land that they have is not a result of forced um, removal. Okay. On the other yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry, uh, Vuyo, because we're running out of time. I just want to quickly shoot two questions. One question is, what's, um, the, what's the ATM stance on repealing the Ingwanyama Trust Act? Um, there's no reason um, to repeal that Ingwanyama Trust Act because the focus should be on ensuring that the land that is in the minority gets to be transformed to the majority. It makes no absolute sense that you want to take land that is in the hands of um, the, the, the minority and you want to take it away. So our view, it makes no sense. Okay. And then also still on land, you are saying no to the land being owned by the state, being the sole custodian uh, of the land. Not the sole custodians. There are areas whereby the state is better placed to own the land. There are also areas whereby people on their own are better placed to own the land. There are also areas whereby land is better owned by a, um, a group of people. So we need to use different uh, mechanisms to deal with the land issue. Thank you so much, Vuyo Zungula, as the president of the African Transformation Movement.